Welcome to Catholic Radio for Katie Anna's presentation of Cajun Catholics. Here's your host, Todd Citron. Amen, the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity to, to, to be here and to share uh, just the good news about life and marriage and family and the church with the, uh, the families and the households of Acadiana and of our region. We say in particular gratitude for the generosity that made this program available and all the sacrifices that day in and day out make uh, the Christian life sort of worth living here in Acadiana. We pray for this apostolate and everyone who's listening at this time. Amen. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Amen. You're listening to Cajun Catholics. I'm your host, Todd Citron. I have some rock stars here today. I'm so excited for them to be here. Uh, in regards to the sacrament of matrimony, these guys literally wrote the book. And, uh, and uh, this, uh, you know, the endeavor of Cajun Catholics and as it pertains to um, our way of life and our matrimony and, and Acadiana, this, this is so cool to have you all on the show. So Ryan and Mary Rose Verrett, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here. And uh, always ladies first, uh, tell us a little bit about yourselves. Absolutely. Well, uh, I, I'm originally from Virginia, but uh, what? I, I know, and I, but I married a Cajun. So <laughs> when you marry a Cajun, guess what happens? You become a Cajun. The Magnolite right. pot is a real <laughs> magnet. It draws you to Louisiana. <laughs> <laughs> so we uh, I moved to Louisiana, and we we have five kids. Five, yes. Five. Yep. I'm just Natural family planning, obviously. <laughs> we are Catholic. As my yes, great grandmother said, man, y'all Catholic, Catholic, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Where in Virginia? Uh, I grew up in the Appalachian Mountains. Nice. So okay. they, they, they have mosquitoes, but that's really the only thing that was in common between there and here. Wow. <laughs> and good food. Nice. And music. But um, I, I worked for the Diocese of Arlington, Virginia, uh, in the Marriage and Family Life Office for three years in Virginia, and then three years here for the Diocese of Lafayette, Louisiana. And then I worked for five years at St. Joseph in Cecilia with Father Michael Delcom. I know that dude. He's a great dude. <laughs> <laughs> So I've had two children that got married somewhat recently, and um, and they've both gone through the program and with oh, Father wow. Mike and uh, and loved it. It was fantastic, a blessing in in, in my life. My wife and I just uh, so we're we're latching onto y'all's coattails, uh, <laughs> but it, that's beautiful. So uh, Ryan, tell us tell us about you. Yeah, yourself. I grew up here. I grew up uh, just outside of Brobridge. Graduated Brobridge High School and. Uh, Loved home, uh, went away for a few years, trying to find my way. Uh, met Mary Rose uh, in, a, in a, not a bar, just joking. No, no. <laughs> met Mary Rose at a, a, in Virginia, Northern Virginia, at a party for young Catholic adults and became. My, the party we, was at my house. At her house, yeah. Was it your I was kind of homeless at the time. I was a poor graduate student. But uh, it, was, uh, it was the beginning of a great friendship that led to. Um, you know, all those other things that get us to marriage. <laughs> I don't want to take y'all's time away because I know your story is amazing. Uh, but I do want to hear a little bit of behind the scenes. So tell me, because y'all have a supernatural marriage, obviously. And uh, how did y'all lead up to this me- this meeting? I mean, I want to know, like, I'm curious, were y'all praying for a spouse at the time? Or how, how, did, how did that all go down? <laughs> you first. <laughs> Um, so I knew first before Ryan knew, like okay. that you know we were going to be uh, getting getting married. Um, I knew about two years before him. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe one year. And I'm assuming that's the night y'all met, right? No, no, no. <laughs> I wasn't was, all that impressive <laughs> at that night. It was so about a I year found after out. That. Yeah. <laughs> that's funny. Um, 
But uh, no, it, you know, and, and I want to—I love what you said about you know that we have a supernatural marriage. I just want to say everyone who is sacramentally married has a supernatural marriage, and and I, and really that's the what what we want to share with couples is that every couple has the grace of the sacrament to sustain them. You know, it's the same grace that was available a thousand years ago, two thousand years ago, a hundred years ago, and there's no second-class sacrament. And, and really, that's kind of what we try to share with couples is that you want the grace, you tap in, it's there. And, uh, you know, obviously we, we try to be that witness, but, you know, one couple, uh, you know, on their own, you know, we, we need a community of couples. And, and that's just such a blessing here in Acadiana. There are so many incredible, you know, supernatural marriages. There are. I mean, that's the inspiration for the show. I mean, the individuals, the couples, I mean, just our faith is, uh, I say, Cajun Catholics is a marriage of faith and culture. And um, yeah, I mean, that's so beautiful. And I know y'all know so many good Cajun Catholics. And I'm, I, I'm already inviting you back on the show because I'm, I'm loving it already, you know, to bring other good people because I know y'all know so many good people. But I don't want to take y'all's time and let y'all do your thing. Tell me a little bit about the inspiration for the book and what y'all got going on. I think the, uh, just kind of a, uh, on a personal note, I think this, this apostolate, this service to Christ in the church came out of uh, a, healing, a healing in our own, own lives. Um, like many people, uh, I think it's easier to recognize things as an adult, and maybe when you're young, you, you don't reflect on things as well. But coming from a background where there's plenty of divorce, plenty of struggles, plenty of things to be redeemed, uh, but also, you know, really good models of, uh, like of what a family could like your today. Parent, your parents yeah, today's wedding. my parents' 47th wedding anniversary. Yeah, good wow, thing, good reminder. Beautiful. You read the text messages. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I, I, I think... Uh, I think you know. I love that line from from the book Revelation, where uh, where Saint John understands that Christ saying uh, that in in Christ all things can be made new. I think the power of the the sacrament of the matrimony is that no matter what uh, our our past has been like, our our heritage, uh, what we what we were raised like, that that in Christ all things are new. So whether you've been married, uh, about to get married, never been married, um, struggling in your marriage, anything it is that in Jesus Christ there is. A new way of living. There's an abundant life uh, that is there, and uh, he's right there. He's uh, he stands at the door, right? He's knocking. He's waiting for us to open. And I think I don't know out of out of desperation, <laughs> and I want to do something different. We we open that door, and uh, and uh, not really knowing where it's going, but you know, years later, we live down a little gravel road in St. Martin Parish, and then because we had the internet and I think some good friends. Uh, you know, we had the opportunity to create um, almost a little. Michael. Yeah, Father Michael Delcom with several bottles of wine. If I'd add, oh, that's man. okay. That's it wasn't. Okay. It wasn't a Friday in Lent. I promise. Uh, but it was. Uh, it was. It was the opportunity to sort of rethink and press the reset button on how we we're particularly engaging young people. Uh, the the reality is in the United States, uh, 1992, there were around 300,000 Catholic sacramental marriages in the United States, and um, in 2012, I think it was that number had dropped to around 147,000 sort of a free fall in sacramental life among marriages uh, in the United States. While the, while the Catholic population is doubling because of immigration, but still, and Katiana, very blessed here, but we can't take things for granted. And so uh, I think what we want to share with you today is that we, we need to, what it's all about is sort of rediscovering that marriage and the family is a necessary missionary outpost of the local parish and that the parish and the, and the domestic church, the altar, the large table, and the table in our own kitchens need to be really connected. And the best service that uh, families can do for to spread the, the springtime of the new evangelization is to sort of open its doors to a group of young people that really haven't seen marriage maybe as, as we had or envisioned. So this is a this is a representation, an exciting way uh, 
uh, everything that Christ envisions for our lives as couples. Mary Rose, tell me about uh, your first impression of Acadiana when you came here, and, and, and has that changed over time? <laughs> <laughs> tell her um, about the shoes. <laughs> I was just thinking of that story. So when, when uh, I was coming down to meet Ryan's family at Christmas time, uh, when I was still living in Virginia and we were dating long distance, uh, I remember saying, now look, I've never been to Louisiana. Um, tell me what kind of shoes to wear. Like, should I wear boots? <laughs> and this was, de- you know, December like 20th. And uh, Ryan's like, what do you think I live in, a swamp? <laughs> and uh, I said, I mean, is the ground squishy? You know, like, should I wear like boots? And he's like, no, whatever you wear in Virginia is fine here. We got pavement too. And so I get here and, uh, you know, of course it was one of those like December washouts where, you know, you get like four inches of rain in one day. And I stepped out of the truck, and my little teeny ballet flats with, like, sequins on them melted. Oh, <laughs> my goodness. Um, but uh, the food was good. The music was good. Um, the people were so kind. Uh, the very first uh, house I went to was uh, Dr. Greg and Aaron Ardoin's house in Ville Platte at the time. And uh, it was a Christmas party. Father Michael was there. And uh, that was my first introduction to Louisiana. So, um I wouldn't say it's changed, it's only gotten better. But I think I had a good first introduction. Nice. You got me to move. <laughs> Father Mike and I met at the College World Series uh, in, uh, in Omaha. He was going there for, I guess, to do some work he does every yes. summer. And, um, you know, he and Father Mark Toops are big Tiger fans and LSU grads. And, and, and that's, we got put together by our friend Taylor Davis. And, oh, and then Taylor. we just kind of became best friends ever since, you know. And he's a character, he's a couillon. And, it, and you, you mentioned wine. He likes old fashions, too, a little bit, yes. you know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Ryan's <yeah>. drink. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. So, so again, um, I have to share, because I got in trouble uh, with my wife. Um, uh, one of the shows that aired, I said something negative unintentionally. Sorry, babe. Uh, but I, I, I did lean over last night, for, and we've been married for 30 years, oh. and we dated eight years before that. So wow. it's been 38 years, and... and um, and I just told her, and I meant it. I mean, I just I'm in more in love with her today than just ever. And oh. uh, and it's just I've seen it in our marriage. We're I'm 54 years old, and um and it, it never gets old. It gets better. You know, I'm here to say that don't believe the naysayers. You know, marriage is a beautiful sacrament in my life, and I wouldn't I just wouldn't even know what to do without her. So I went to the uh, wedding at Cana, we went to the Holy Land, mm-hmm. and my wife didn't get to go. It was really disappointing. I went with my daughter, and a lot of people renewed their wedding vows. So have y'all done that? I've been. Ryan hasn't yet, but okay. we can't wait. We've renewed our wedding vows, but we haven't okay. been to Cana yet. All right. Together. And then recently, Father Mike renewed our wedding vows on oh. our 30th, uh, and that was really special, too. So, um, so what do y'all see? I look at the marriage as the trinity of the husband, the wife, and jesus uh you know and when when god is in the middle of that you know you can't lose and i tell people all the time and you know when you see the marriages break up it's when god gets out of that mm-hmm. gets out of that i mean i, I i've all i have to come to confession i've only read some of the book I, I, <laughs> I read some and then i got distracted so i didn't finish the book but tell us a little bit about about what's in the book I think, you know, there's there's a lot of stories in there. There's a lot of statistics in there. Um, that book was written between 9 p.m. and 3 a.m. when we had three kids, four and under. So <laughs> suffice to say, if it was worth staying up and writing at 3 in the morning, it, it should be good for reading. Um, but it, it really was, a, I would say, a calling, uh, something really, I just we, we believe the Holy Spirit was really calling us to do. Um, it, it's the story of how Witness Love started. It's the story of the couples that impacted it. 
Um, it's the stories of couples whose marriages failed that um, we saw struggling without the support of the church community um, because they were never really plugged into it. And so it's it's the story of how, like, we saw, you know, again, working with Father Michael, that um, couples who were assigned mentors rather than choosing mentors themselves, they never really trusted them. Uh, you know, I would say one out of ten couples, like, clicks with a couple that they're paired with. But the average couple who's not going to church, one of them's not Catholic, and they've been living together for a few years, and then you, you know, the, the church pairs them up with like this super Catholic awesome couple who's amazing. It, it's kind of like oil and water, and and you really need, and the book just kind of really goes into all of this in detail. You, you need someone there who's just a step ahead of them, that's been married five years or more, is active in the church, and has a marriage they admire. If you admire someone and you want what they have, you're willing to follow them, you're willing to grow with them. And that's what this sort of ministry and mission is, is all about. And so it's really the story of that. There's a lot of fun stories in there, you know, some sad stories too. But it also talks about kind of when Witness to Love started and the quote, um, kind of the seed that was planted. Ryan and I were both at World Youth Day in Toronto when uh, John Paul II was there. We didn't know each other, we didn't meet each other then, but we were both under the stars in the same field that night. And John Paul II said, you know, you're not the sum of your fears and failures, but you're the sum of the Father's love for you. Wow. And that, I think, is what every couple needs to hear because, you know, you, and every individual, you know, you go into marriage kind of with all your, your brokenness and, and, and all the things that kind of ha- have happened to you in life and the decisions you've made. But in marriage, you know, the, the grace of the sacrament actually heals you if you're open to it. You know, it... it the grace is there for the individual healing and the couple healing, and it's the glue. And and I think we just don't talk about what the sacrament actually does and what it is. <laughs> He's looking over at her like, wow. <laughs> and I'm looking over at her like, wow. Uh, these guys are on fire. Uh, so, Ryan, yeah, yeah, tell me a little bit more about that. Yeah, I just, I, th- I think... Uh... I think when you know we talk about the sacrament of matrimony, I'll say oftentimes that this is not something you can capture in a stained glass window. Mm-hmm. Nor, nor are there sort of a, a bunch of books that it's sort of worth <laughs> just reading and reading and reading about. You can th- read forever, hundreds, yeah, hundreds think, and thousands of pages. I think I think maybe I could explain to you in a, in a practical way. When Witness Love was getting started, we were we we uh, we felt a, a calling from the Holy Spirit to uh, to really. Um, simplify our life uh to take a chance i left the work i was doing went, went down to one car with three little kids fourth uh, fourth just had the fourth and we, we we felt a challenge to kind of hit the road which is crazy we spent a long time all over this continent and uh, we, we went into ho- the homes what? of so many families and it was one place we were in detroit can you imagine you know being in a minivan for a long time with a bunch of kids 44 days on we were the road. In De- detroit and a, uh, I was struggling with patience. I don't know if anybody ever struggles with patience, never. but um, never. Good for you, Todd. And uh, that's awesome. So, uh, but uh, I remember this, uh, I said, when we were going through this priest, and like, I just kind of buried my heart. I said, Father, I just feel like I'm like failing sometimes as a husband, as a father. I mean, I, I start off the day when no one's awake, thinking I'm going to do a great job. And then like an hour later when everybody's up, like, <laughs> I don't really feel that way. But he said, you know, but kind of, he said, you know, look, he said, he said, "I want you to. I want you to know that that in marriage, it's not just you and Mary Rose. I want you. You need to. You need to know that you are. You are. You're in the sacrament of matrimony, and you're being parented, parenting. You're parenting with God. That uh, there's this. There's this third person, and you know. And, that, and there's also this kind of gap. There's just. There is this gap in all of us in our in our relationships, in our lives, in our hearts. 
that only the Holy Spirit can feel. And so he said, tonight when you go, before everyone goes to bed, I want you to go one by one and put your hand on each one of their hearts and their heads, these children. And I want you to kind of say out loud, dear Lord, dear Father in heaven, I, I, I recognize this gap I've created, this gap that uh, gets bigger, sometimes gets smaller. But I know that at uh, end of the day, I can't fill that gap alone. That gap can only be filled through allowing the Holy Family to, to make our family complete. So allowing... Lord Jesus and Mary and St. Joseph to fill fill that gap so that we can be as complete as we possibly can and that uh, this day forward we'll, we'll, we'll make that our goal. We have, I pray that so many times with you know our children. And, our, and I, what I understood that is that this beautiful thing, that this natural thing that God had given us, this natural relationship in marriage, what happens in the second matrimony is that he just kind of raises it. So instead of us being a good, just a good friends to each other, that it becomes a friendship that we actually that that God and Jesus Christ is mediated. So when I when I serve and respond in a way that's that's patient, you know, that's that's loving, that's kind, all these things that Saint Paul talks about, I'm actually provide. It's actually an extension of the sacramental grace and loving Mary Rose and our children in a way that uh, you can only do as a spouse and as a husband or you know as a as a father so it's just it's 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 this beautiful uh, inner strength that's given that allows us to love heroically and sacrificially uh that uh without kind of the oath and the backing of god is 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 sometimes not even possible especially today's culture which is that kind of throwaway abandonment culture that uh, we see so much but in this it's a it's a beautiful new thing you're listening to Cajun Catholics. Uh, today's guest is Ryan and Mary Rose Verrett. They are the uh, founders and author of Witness to Love and outstanding Catholics individually, but uh, together they are a dynamic duo. Uh, these guys are like gasoline in a match. And uh, <laughs> so I'm just proud to have you all on the show and happy you all are here today. And uh, so tell me a little bit more. So uh, what... Um, I'll ask this question. I mean, it seems to me like, you know, listening to you guys talking, whatever, that you're going to have five child, children in the religious life. Um, you know, <laughs> is that is that something, honestly, that y'all think about that you're, I'm assuming you're open to? And what, what are your thoughts about that? We have three girls and uh, two boys. And, you know, it's funny. This is the first year that any of them have said, I would consider getting married. And we said, really? Wow. What, 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 what took you so long? <laughs> and they said, you know, like, you know, being home while we've been doing this quarantine thing, like, we actually get to see, you know, you and, and uh, daddy kind of, you know, like, having fun and being married, you know, because when we were in school, like, more, it was kind of doing the homework and doing the things, but maybe, like, they didn't see us when we were going out on dates, or, you know, they saw the kind of, you know, get out the door, get out the door, school, 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 you know, homework, homework, but, like, Last night we were having pizza and like Ryan and I were dancing in the kitchen, listening to Frank Sinatra and you know, like the kids are like, now they're kind of like looking at us going, oh, you know, (laughs) so, you know, I think, I think, but they have a lot of friends who are priests and religious. Our our son's godfather is the director of vocations for the Archdiocese of Boston, Father Eric Caden. So, you know, he's, our, our son Andre, he's been, he's nine now, but he's been serving mass since he was three. And, you know. Yeah. And I think uh, another thing too, is we, we, um. Having five children, uh, we've been doing this for a while. Each each child has a decade. Mm-hmm. So as we when we pray the rosary, that's actually a particular blessing that's come out of this COVID nineteen deal is having some extra time and just to prayerfully do the rosary. Uh, but each child gets a decade, and uh, I learned this from another family. We start off each decade and just pray pray for for the child's name. Uh, we pray we say we pray for their vocation, whatever it may be. We pray that they would you know that for their health and their safety, and that they would always be open. 
you know, to what God is asking them to sort of to, to live. And I think uh, just that, uh, doing that on a constant basis in a way that sort of just uh, shows them that this is going to be by invitation only kind of thing, in wow. a sense, but it's going to be an opportunity that they have to, you know, respond. And But we also at the same time, you know, uh, highlight the... I mean, just the sacrificial nature of following Christ. I mean, whether it's, um, you know, changing diapers or, you know, mopping the floor or whatever it is, chasing somebody down the road, um, it, uh, you know, it's 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 all opportunity for service. <laughs> I had a, a previous guest on the show who I'm closely related to, my, my daughter and my son-in-law, uh, Brandon and Jessica Bergeron, and who a lot of Acadiana people know. Deep, deep faith and, and been married a few years and just a um, beautiful marriage. And I told them when they got married, and I was pretty serious about, you know, the fact that the devil is going to come after them because they had this really supernatural relationship that and could do so much things, so many good things for the kingdom of Christ. Mm-hmm. Does the devil come after? I, I would imagine y'all get attacked often. I and how do you handle for, that? I think we're both, I'll just speak for myself, I think both being kind of type A, direct, healed, you know, in some in many ways, and a lot of good friendships. It comes with from from me personally with any like insecurity. You know, like insecurity from thinking back at, at maybe uh, things that uh, I think inflicted some wound or pain in my life from my own childhood. Maybe just what I understood masculinity to be, and um, and kind of service and kind of second guessing things that. And I think uh, I think though all those opportunities, as time goes on, I feel like we're better as as a couple. It's amazing the opportunities you have. If I could say this, but it's amazing the opportunities you have to do things together. I just realized that like this week, Mary's and I've had some our kids in a faith camp and had some opportun- extra opportunities to sort of talk and work on things with not feeling like we're in the pressure cooker because the kids are you know, somewhere in the morning. And I was like, wow, it's so nice to have someone to just like bounce things off of and kind of affirm you know that that we're on track and kind of share thoughts instead of doing things alone i think anytime uh, even a married couple that we're feeling alone is that when definitely the devil mm-hmm. comes in and and, and we if we're isolating kind of ourselves even within marriage how you can kind of let the the ego kick in and and uh not be a team there's something we kind of since we first got you know we always you know the, the the greatest good of marriage is unity right that's how it reflects god you know the more united a couple is the more beautifully and closely they reflect god and i think the number one i mean we see it in the garden of eden you know, the number one way that the devil tries to get to a marriage is disunity right second guessing not thinking the best of someone presuming not great intentions focusing on their weaknesses rather than their their strengths or instead of supporting their weakness, you know, helping them, lifting them up, you know, you put them down. And so there was a couple of things we always would say when we first got married at, well, these are things I would say. I'd say, you know, if, if you get in an argument and you win it, you're married to a loser. So don't <laughs> argue. You know, you can, you can resolve a conflict. You can have a conversation. But, but don't go in to win. Or you're, you're, if you win, you're married to a loser. And always presume the best intentions. And so all the time, like when Ryan, Ryan and I will be having a conversation, I would say, like, you know, I'm presuming the, I just I presume the best intentions, you know, it's like, because if you don't and you start going, hmm, hmm, you know, why did they do that? What do they mean by that? That I think for every, 100% of the time, the way that, that, you know, the devil gets to us is, is to break a couple apart together with God. I mean, you can do anything mm-hmm. that is that supernatural. Mm-hmm. I had a dream last night and I had a scary dream and my wife always says, 
I wake up in the middle of the night, I had a bad dream. And she says, don't tell me. <laughs> Every time. I'm like, come on, who else am I going to tell? You know, we're, we're empty nesters over there. Uh, so, you know, my dream, though, was and, and apropos for, for today's talk about marriage and the Holy Spirit. You know, just w- Jill and I were alone together at our old house where I used to live in Youngsville. And, and, and we were together, just the two of us in the house. And, and people were trying to get at me like bad people. And I... I could feel that like evil presence, and it was like it was. Ooh, I woke up sweating, you know, and I, I was like, "Oh man, I, you know, that's." I just, I know the devil attacks me. Um, if he can't get to me, he's gonna get try to get the people around me, you know. And for me, the way I fend that off is adoration, rosary, you know, mass, and for and fellowshipping with my with my uh, spiritual brothers, you know. Mm-hmm. But you, you got what? What do you guys do on a daily basis? That uh, there are a lot of. I know you must do a lot of group prayer, but individual as well. Yeah, you know, get up pretty early, so definitely way before the sun rises. And what uh, you call early? Oh, He's talking about four. Yeah. Well, that's some Cajun Catholics right there. Okay, you getting up at four in the morning, and they're not farming over there. No, I think, this uh, is uh, on that gravel road. Coffee, or coffee pot <laughs> is is uh, set to go on in the early times. I could community. Most of the time, oh yeah, and also that light. The uh, so in, in, it's interesting. I put the the coffee pot on it. Just kind of the smell wakes me up. I don't even really need an alarm clock. But I say that because uh, having that that time in the morning with the Lord and to reflect on just kind of the, the gift of life is beautiful. But you know, every day, and this this is not perfect at all. But every day, you know, uh, real big on eye contact with our kids, uh, being close. Uh, knowing that they love, kind of a felt experience of, of you know being a, being a family, um, you know sitting at the table, five kids under ten and under, you know they uh, just uh, reading the gospel every day the, at the table, trying to talk about it. Most of the time, it's sort of like you know just getting through the reading of the gospel without nobody spilling the food milk all over the table. <laughs> but you know, but at least uh, at least I just want to give them a sense that what we do in the house is is just as as an opportunity for holiness and mm-hmm. and connected connected to God as as being in the church building itself and it's an I, I, like when when, our, when we build in our house I, I felt in, in the, the stones is kind of a raised Acadian home and we had a priest put some things in the ground it just dawned on me I said this house is 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 like an altar. Absolutely. It's going to be a place where many joys and sacrifices, and uh, sorrows and glories are going to be. And we've gone through that. You know, the lo- losing a child through miscarriage, the joy of birthdays, the anniversaries, parties, crying. You know, all, all those stuff. It's amazing. But our you know our homes is such a great opportunity. It's the, it's, it's it is the primary place of forming the next generation of Christian families. Well, this is a stinker, but we only have a little bit of time left, less than two minutes. So, you know, tell us a little bit how uh, do people need to get involved in Witness to Love? How's that work? Where's our website? Yeah, our website is witnesstolove.org. We're also on Facebook, um, but witnesstolove.org. And, um, you know, one of the, the the best things that someone who's new to it, you know, Witness to Love is in almost 20 parishes in the Diocese of Lafayette, and they tend to be, you know, the parishes that do have a lot of weddings. Uh, it's at the Cathedral, it's at St. Bernard in Brobridge, it's uh, Sacred Heart in Broussard, it's, it's a lot of places. Um, but if your parish doesn't have Witness to Love, you can either, you know, talk to your pastor about getting it started. Um, uh, but we also have a date night uh, that any couple can go through. It's a virtual date night. It's called Be Light. And it's intended for couples to go through with other couples in community. So witnesslove.org, and they can do the date night. If the link's right there on the homepage, Be Light. Which is a free opportunity. Yes, it is free. Um, you know, couples do donate t- towards it. Uh, that's what uh, covers the cost. But it, it's just a beautiful, beautiful opportunity to grow as a couple um, and even with other couples, especially in community. 
so I know a few mentor couples, and I just would be as a witness for them. The, the, the witness to love, I find, is more for the mentor couples than it is for the couples. No doubt Bingo. about it. I mean, it's like magic, right? It was like campus ministry like that at St. Thomas Ward with my kids. It was more for the you know the adults getting involved. But I know some uh, mentor couples that have just loved it so much. And thank you all for that. And uh, thank you all for coming on the show. I wish we had more time. Uh, Ryan and Mary Rose Verrett, Witness to Love. Uh, get involved in their organization. You can Google it, witnesstolove.org. And uh, God bless you both for doing what you do. Thank God you. Bless. All right, you've been listening to the Cajun Catholic Radio Show. Until, not, until next time, engage the Cajun Catholic in you, and God bless.